Welcome to Bullships, where we use pop culture to initiate conversations, call out the myths portrayed in entertainment, and empower listeners with information to improve relationships. We're your hosts, Kelly and Stephanie. Hello and welcome to episode 38, Happily Ever Royals. Do we want to tell the audience why we're doing a royal podcast today? So the reason why we took a break last week um, is because I was traveling the world and went to London and Spain. Um, And so I was obviously reading a lot about the royals, (laughs) um, specifically Harry and Meghan were on a first name basis. So yeah, I just feel like okay. I can use that you since did, I was you there, just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you just have, like, the um, land of where they are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and so, so much news around that. Um, you know, or one of the biggest, or not the biggest, but um, one of the most recent news stories that have come out is that um, Harry put out a statement that um, Megan was going to be suing, Duchess mm-hmm. Megan was going to be suing the... Daily Sad, Daily, Daily Mail, the Daily, Daily Mail, uh-huh, the Daily Mail, um, because of an article that they had yeah. printed that um, that included um, sections of a letter she had written uh-huh. to her dad. And you know, if you haven't been following along the drama with with them, there's a lot, yeah. <laughs> and it dates back all the way to um, February, right? Yeah, to when, mm-hmm. um, well, February, um, but then also the drama with just the dad and oh, Megan yeah. and all of that since and the engagement was announced between Megan right. and Prince Harry. So, um, anything you want to add to that? Um, no, just that it's so. Well, I got to make mention of one thing that has nothing to do with like mental health related yeah. stuff but Megan has fabulous handwriting she does did I did yeah. I was like I wonder how long it took her to write that I know <laughs> it was just just so beautiful no I think that this whole thing has been um kind of interesting to watch mm-hmm. and especially from like a mental health perspective yeah. on how it's somebody who is so quote-unquote like a regular person kind mm-hmm. of getting involved with the royal family and Sometimes you would think that it would be a, just a beautifully smooth transition, but life yeah. happens and family yeah. old fi- family dynamics happen, and it plays out in the public eye. And we got a chance to see it, which I think sparked our interest. And yeah. let, let's kind of talk about that a little bit and how unhealthy it kind of is. Yeah, and so when I saw that announcement come out from Prince Harry, you know, I went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> You'll understand oh. why that's a funny term <laughs> later on, but... Um, I went down the rabbit hole of finding, I was like, what is this new story? Yeah. Why didn't I read about it? What's yeah. going on? And so, um, yeah, I read the story and, and you know, basically, um, uh, Duchess Megan had written her dad a letter um, kind of talking about, you know, I guess what's hurt her, yeah. um, you know, recently in their relationship. And so... Um, this letter was sent to her dad. Um, her dad had said, Thomas, Thomas Markle. Uh-huh. Her dad had said that he was planning on keeping it under wraps, except that there was, I think, a Us mm-hmm. Magazine kind of feature that featured 
a bunch of Megan's friends Mm -hmm. that talked about like everything the Duchess has done to try to make amends with her dad and her dad read this and was like I need to defend myself and so he actually made then this letter public to um, the Daily Mail who as we know he's had you know kind of an interesting relationship with them too with you know kind of staging paparazzi photos and you know them kind of publishing it and all of that so um so yeah so we kind of wanted to unpack um a little bit about this I think what stood out um the most for me and what I ended up texting Kelly from like (laughs) London was you know the way they are talking about and communicating about Um, the conflict between them seems and again this is just from what we are seeing play out in the in the media seems very counterproductive Mm -hmm. like you know for a long time I it, it it seems to me that it's just been like this is what I'm saying to defend myself. This is what I'm saying to defend myself. And there really isn't that bridge to continue the conflict resolution, which I feel like is a common theme that comes with when it comes to conflict resolution. It totally is. one, And I think, you know, through therapy and just even in life, a lot of times we're taught to write down our feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a great way. Journaling is a great way to get things out of our minds and so why not translate that into letter I mean I'm sure you all have done it before I know I've done it in writing letters to people to try to express hey this is where I'm coming from in a way that you hope doesn't like you can kind of send your message all the way out without it being immediately defended against so you don't get like it make all your points yes. type of thing yes. so it's not like a terrible tool to use yeah. to try to communicate these things but when it's it it's layered with a lot of like hurt and um, this is where I'm coming from and this is what you did that made me feel this way in this case made it so it was a little bit more like oh no 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 this isn't true let me figure out how I can defend myself and so it just got you know Stephanie and I think, thinking this is such a common way that people yeah. especially in families yeah. communicate with one yeah. another because I mean in all honesty this hurt is deep and it's yes. gone it's gone on for many, many years. Yep. Um, I, I'm going to guess they probably haven't had a face-to-face hash-out session anytime like before. Yeah. You know, It yeah. kind of all came to a tipping point when the publicity mm-hmm. of the wedding started to kind of stir all this up. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, 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 you know, breaking down what, you know, what you're doing when you're defending yourself. Yeah. You know, obviously, very yeah, natural reaction. We're not saying, like... If you defend yourself, you're this terrible person, right. you know, and can't, you know, conflict resolute with anyone. But what we're saying is, um, you know, l- l- let's look at what that is. And what that is, is, you know, when you're being defensive, you're really putting an armor on, you right. know, you are protecting the soft spots um, of yourself. You're not being vulnerable. Um, you are putting up a shield so that no matter what anyone says, you're kind of protecting yourself from it. Um, what's hard when it, you know, when, when you're talking about being defensive in, in, um, conflict resolution situations is that you do kind of have to be vulnerable. You know, in fact, you know, when you, when you have conflict with somebody and you try to, um, make it better the purpose of it is to make you closer Mm -hmm. as 
in that relationship, mm-hmm. you know, it's not to drive people away. It's not to, you know, have all this hurt and accusations being thrown around. Mm-hmm. The whole goal of conflict resolution is to hopefully make you guys closer. And so, um, and if you're too busy kind yeah. of throwing up your, you know, daggers, if yep. you will, like you hurt me in this way, this is what you did to me. This is mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm not inviting you to my wedding, if you will, because of yeah. the pain that you caused me yeah. when you're when you're throwing out your weapons, it's going to be really hard for the other person to see those as uh, an opportunity to like talk. You know, they're gonna they're gonna put their weapons up too exactly. and try to you know. And that's and I think that that's what we kind of see in this letter of exactly. what's happening. Exactly. And the and the you know kind of one tool that you know sometimes I'll talk about that is so important when you are doing conflict resolution is being able to be vulnerable and being able to start off with, I kind of call it like, you know, like the white flag waving Mm -hmm. of, you know what, I could have handled that situation a little bit Mm -hmm. differently because that usually then makes the other person feel safe Uh that they can also be vulnerable um, in the conversation. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's hard looking at yourself and being like, okay, what did I not do well in that situation? Yes, it's hard thinking about you could have hurt somebody that you really, really love. Um, But there's also no growth unless we look at that. So, um, you know, and and the hurt is temporary. I mean, it, it, it feels painful in the moment but know that you know hopefully that it's that it's temporary and then it just grows into connection later on yeah so I think you hit a really good point a really important point too is that when you're trying to resolve some sort of pain with somebody before you do any of that if you can take a look in the mirror and really assess, you know, what ways have I been maybe talking to this person? What defenses have I been having up? What is it that um, I'm going to take responsibility for Mm -hmm. in some of these things? Even if that responsibility means, you know, not having good boundaries or something like that, like really doing an assessment of your own response to Mm -hmm. a lot of these pains Mm -hmm. so that you can come forward in this um, discussion with that vulnerability that you're that you're just that you're talking about yeah and how all of that information can be gold um, in communication but also knowing how to communicate that you know again if you know your vulnerability can easily turn into defensiveness Mm -hmm. by just switching the words like I or you like I feel this in this situation versus you made me feel Mm -hmm. this way um preach it girl (laughs) that is one of the things that I mean that is like uh, couples therapy 101 when yeah. working with it with the family is teaching them or working with a couple is teaching them how the what the impact is of saying you mm-hmm. you did this to me mm-hmm. I mean just even hearing this over yeah. the podcast yeah. is I mean think about how defensive one gets when it's like wait you can't control what what I'm doing exactly. or what, knowing what my intentions exactly. are exactly so just switch it up people I feel hurt. I feel alone. I feel abandoned. Yeah. I feel afraid. Mm-hmm. When you speak in those terms of the experience you're having, you will see, you will go miles mm-hmm. in the conversation, given you have somebody who's being responsive to that exactly. style of communication. Exactly. No, but I, I do think that that is, you know, one of the 
you know, good takeaways, you know, of of just making sure that when you do communicate of being able to list, you know, hey, this is how I'm feeling. And realize that sometimes, you know, when we do talk about how somebody else has made us feel, it's an interpretation that we're making. Granted, this person like loves you and cares about you and isn't waking up every day trying to intentionally hurt you, um, you know, we're, we're going to err on the side of, of, you know, that they're not trying to intentionally hurt yeah. you. And so, um, even you know, Th- Thomas yeah. Markle, who I'm not, I don't think I'm a huge fan of, yeah. but he, just in doing the research for like this interaction, yeah. I'm like, eh. um, I, even him, I don't yeah. think any of this was ever meant to really, really hurt her. Yeah. It's just the way that he went about it. And I think if you yeah. can try yeah. to put that on when yeah. you are like if I if I were Duchess Megan yeah. <laughs> um, if I was going to have a conversation with my dad yeah. maybe I would c- take that into con- if I wanted to do this in a really healthy productive mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. I would take that into consideration yeah. and even me saying this and I'm not even Duchess Megan yeah. feels very hard yes. to give my dad that um, opportunity yep. to talk to me about some of mm-hmm. these things but if you want to resolve the relationship you have to be willing to take that risk and say okay this person is not in my life to harm me. Yeah. They, they made a stupid mistake and they went about it completely wrong. Yes. But I have to believe that they're there to really be a person in my life. Yes. Don't get mad at me, people. It yeah. was so inaccurate and he's like a total jerk. But just from my, like, my surface yes. level understanding, Research. it seems like he's a yeah. dad that loves his kid that is a terrible communicator. Yeah. <laughs> Which we probably know a lot of those in our lives. So, you know, communication's hard. It's a skill. It's something that you practice. It's lifelong learning. Lifelong. Everyone has their different patterns. Um, And so, you know, and so, and so I think, like I said, the, the interesting thing that stood out to me is just this constant kind of defending ourselves versus you know it doesn't seem like anyone's really waving up the white flag Mm -hmm. or saying like okay if we want this phone conversation to happen well I know Thomas is saying like I've called and no one's like answered I've called too exactly so so apparently no one's phone works um (laughs) you know but it's 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 all. It's also very hard. Like family dynamics are just so so hard. Hard, and I know you know we were talking about a little bit of just like it doesn't matter how much you like have great communication with like friends or your significant yeah. other or at work or something. Like you just revert back to yes. those same probably not helpful skills right. with your family, and mm-hmm. it's hard to break out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that's something that's playing in all of this, too. I think one thing, too, that's important to remember when trying to have these conversations with family members, because that's kind of who we're speaking about today, is try to put yourself in their shoes in a real way. Kind of like mm-hmm. what you were mentioning earlier is how do you see what it is that, what could it be from their perspective? And yes. that might help gain a little bit of insight on where this behavior is coming from. Like even, and this is, Um, a disclaimer people I have no information on this at all but one of the things in the articles was that there was a little bit of um, financial um, dependency between like it sounded like Megan gave her dad money and on the surface it's like oh well then you know I mean I guess you can make your own assumptions on, on whatever that means but if you were to put yourself in maybe Megan's shoes or her dad's shoes maybe that is um, culturally relevant for them maybe that's appropriate for them maybe dad does have financial issues that he didn't 
ever resolve as a young person, whatever the case may be, trying to put yourself in that person's shoes just to have a better understanding. Not to yeah. have to agree with it or anything. Yeah. It can just help you understand maybe where this person is coming from. Likely yeah. some sort of like trauma or something like yeah. that is where it it started. Yeah. You know, or unhealthy patterns, whatever. Yeah. I, and I think I think that's important when you said that just by trying to put yourself in their shoes doesn't mean that you're agreeing yeah, with it. For sure. You know, we all do things um because we learned at some point in our life it was going to be helpful exactly. for us, you know, or a form of protection exactly. or a form of just emotion, you know, to be able to get emotional safety. Mm-hmm. And so we may do things differently, but all but we all kind of have that same root of like, you know, we, we all have these patterns because we feel like this is helping us in some way. 100%. Um, yeah. So, but, but like you said, of just trying to be able to like put yourself in that person's shoe doesn't mean that you're agreeing with what they're doing. It just hopefully gives you a better understanding. Right. Maybe gives you a little bit more insight. Maybe gives you a little bit more compassion. Right. To be able to discuss the topic in a more productive way. And that's hard. That's, that's, cre- that's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of vulnerability in having to kind of let, put down your armor. Yeah. Put yourself in that other person's yeah. shoes. Um, so yeah I think that it sounds like they have a lot of healing to do and maybe in kind of what Harry and Megan came out with with kind of setting these boundaries for what the media can well I think it, from my understanding it's yeah. like they're they're filing a lawsuit in order yes. to kind of send a message to say we will no longer tolerate this type of uh, invasion of privacy yeah. they even call it bullying bullying yeah yeah, yeah of, of uh, Duchess Megan yeah. yeah um and yeah it's it's kind of a and I've read a lot of reports about this like some people are like that's great you know some people are like oh gosh like why are they like making a stink about right, this right. you know when like this is what we've always done as tabloid right. magazines um but yeah it's it's kind of a way of of setting a boundary as to what they're willing to accept and not. And although it's, you know, it's not them saying it specifically to, you know, Megan's dad, you know, they're, they're saying it to the tabloid magazine. And and like you said, setting that boundary Mm -hmm. of, we are not okay with this and we're going to speak up. Right. Um, and, I mean, Megan has her feminine, feminist, um, you know, passing very much women's right. And so, you know, it does, it's not, I mean, it wasn't surprising to me that this was something that happened because I'm like, oh yeah, that's what she does. She's a big believer in speaking up for what you believe in. Uh And this is just a different, you know, kind of example of her doing that. Um, But overall, like you were saying, the idea of setting a boundary and, you know, how important that can be also when dealing with family complex. Yeah. And in this case, it's a little bit unique because there's kind of this um, third party, the third party yeah. being the media involved with just influencing the unhealthy nature of, of this dynamic. And so maybe by remo- by setting that boundary and removing the influence that the media has, maybe Thomas and Megan at some point can resolve it or at the very least just keep that stuff out of all of our 
you know, yeah. information sources. You I know? know. There's a part of me that's like, ooh, like, I like reading about it because it's interesting because I yeah. love family dynamics. But you're right. On the other hand, I'm like, this is, like I was telling you, I was reading it and I was like, this is not helpful for anyone. Like, they're yeah. going to be stuck for so long because it's not going anywhere. And you're right. I, I hadn't thought about that of, you know, let's send this message to maybe, like, remove this third party so then, you know, we can kind of keep things Think about it private. like this. Okay, so if you have, let's say, a family issue with mm-hmm. a family member that you're that you're struggling with, and then you go to your grandmother to yeah. kind of talk about it, right? Yeah. So now you've just included a third party yeah. into this, and now grandma's talking to both of you guys, yes. <laughs> and she's firing both of you guys up, and and then you and your whoever your sister yeah. get yeah. back and have a conversation. You're like, wait, I didn't say that. Yeah. That wasn't true. That wasn't the thing that was going on. Yeah. And so I think on a smaller scale, it is important to remember sometimes setting boundaries with people that aren't involved yeah. truly in the situation can yeah. um, really be helpful in healing the healing process between the two people involved. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, you know, obviously our caveat that we've added to all of this is like with family dynamics, it's so much harder because so much not harder. only do you sometimes depend on you know, other people for that emotional support, mm-hmm. you know, they're also that other family member that you decide to include, you know, yes. has separate relationships with both of you, you know, so, um, you know, so also when you do set boundaries and when you do want to talk to maybe somebody just for that emotional support, you know, it's okay to say upfront, like, yo, I just, I just need you to listen to me. Like, yeah. I don't need you to fix it for me. I don't need you to, you know, help me understand what the other person's going right. through. Like it really, really is just like hear me out um so I'm all about that but you're right it's like it's it's a very tricky um sometimes kind of position to be in Yeah. yeah no it really is um and I think that that's kind of what our like the whole idea of us kind of exploring this topic mm-hmm. is is just identifying that this whole thing that played on the, the media yeah. is so relevant I yeah. think at home yeah. with our own lives that we got going on. And I don't know how much we've really talked about how to navigate some of the like dysfunctional or unhealthy mm-hmm. ways of communicating that have mm-hmm. been established early on in our in our family units and our family structure. Yeah. And this is, I mean, you know, sucks for them that yeah. that played out. Um, but I think hopefully yeah. we can learn uh, learn from this stuff. Absolutely. You know, and I think too there's a there's an interesting a component that's not totally related but it is kind of interesting to see how Harry too has really advocated for this because this is this was a big part of like his mom the whole tabloids getting involved with their personal lives in a very heavy intense way Mm -hmm. destroyed his family you know and so of course he's going to kind of swoop in and and say like "Uh uh-uh we're not going to tolerate this anymore Mm -hmm. let's remove this third party maybe some healing can be done maybe not you know I guess we'll never know if the media is removed yeah Um, and then we can you know see what happens absolutely and I think it's I mean I'm glad you brought that that part up because you know when when you know Harry did lose his mom you know he was such a kid and like couldn't speak up about these things or maybe didn't understand how it all you know kind of connected and now that he's an adult and is able to speak up and say something about it you know again I think that seems to be something that's important to both of them about speaking up for things that they believe in and Mm. so this was just his way of you know supporting his wife and what she wanted to do as well so he's just amazing I know (laughs) They're just just so cute. And she dresses so well. On the plane, I watched this special on just like, 
her like just way of dressing. I know. And I, was like, I, I just love. Want I love everything. her vibe. Like, I know. Just like the button-down shirts yes. and the tailored pants and the so black sleek so heels. So great. Ooh. I know. Just love it. But yeah, I think that's that's a cool. Um, it's it's cool that they have each other yeah. um, to lean on and kind of learn. Hopefully, mm-hmm. from all of this. I mean, I feel like as I was listening to, it, I was like, oh, we could probably go on and on about the trauma that Harry experienced and yeah. how that affects his marriage and yeah. the things that Ma- Megan has had to kind of navigate with yeah. her um, being an American in the royal system yeah. and how her her um, ability to speak up for others has has really I feel like the the impression that I've got is that people don't like it yeah. and it's really disappointing yeah. that somebody with so much potential for changing the world around them is kind of in a way being silenced in some mm-hmm. ways and and I think it's temporary Megan sounds extremely smart mm-hmm. and resilient yeah. and that I think that she, this is just kind of temporary she kind of navigates this new system and it, I mean yeah. we even saw last week she was um talking to like women in South Africa yeah. about hey I'm I'm here with you like mm-hmm. I'm I'm a woman I'm a mom I'm a woman of color yeah. and this is this is who I'm this is who I am with you so yeah. She'll be all right. Megan yeah. will be all right. And I guess we'll see what happens with exactly. dad stuff. Exactly. And um, I, I do feel like there is also power in, um, you know, in a relationship in that when you're with somebody and you work on these goals together, whether it's, you know, kind of yeah, speaking out for things. Uh-huh like for things that you believe in or even just being able to hone your communication skill like you have to be in a very emotionally safe relationship in order to kind of practice these new skills and so one of the the powers that can come from that is you know Harry being able to be kind of that outside perspective looking in and being like hey you know how about you try this you know with your dad or what about this perspective Mm -hmm. or what about you know I'm not saying that that's what's happening because you know I'm not there obviously but because he can do yeah exactly we'll we'll accept that as truth (laughs) exactly perfect sounds good um you know but that that's something that could come across and so you know one of the takeaways that we were discussing is you know how how do we assess perhaps these communication conflict resolution patterns that have been ingrained mm-hmm. you know with our family members for so long that mm-hmm. we may not even see our things that we're doing to get in our own way of being yep. able to solve our problems and so one of the ways not only is there, there perhaps that self introspection but also if you have a partner or yes. if you have a friend that you can really really rely on and be vulnerable and be and be able to share with them um, perhaps them being able to provide a little bit of insight as to yeah you know maybe not what to do but to help you explore different options like wow you guys really yeah. yell a lot yeah or, wow after you get off the phone with your sister you're kind of in a bad mood yeah like, what is it you know kind of things that we just kind of use as mm-hmm. our own natural like oh that's just how I am with my yes. family yep sometimes those things could use a little tweaking yeah. and you know you could really go to some great healing places yeah. if you can identify what some of those maybe unhealthy patterns that you've gotten yourself into could exactly, be you know? exactly and again it can range from things like you were saying yeah. that you can outwardly see versus like you know stories that you're telling yourself uh, yeah totally um inside um i'm trying to think what other kind of questions you can ask yourself but I think those are kind of the big ones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think if, it, if you walk away from an argument or a conflict or something like that with a family member and you feel, like, anxious mm-hmm. or not unresolved mm-hmm. or like overly emotional, those can be some good indications that yeah. maybe there's, uh, there's something 
not right with yes. the way that you're doing, or maybe there's a better way yeah. to communicate it. Maybe you're getting defensive. You need to check yourself yeah. on that. Maybe yeah. there's, you know, I think on a lot of families because they are family and there's a lot of like loyalty and unconditional love there. We can be a little bit mean, yeah. uh, maybe say hurtful things. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, the first thing that comes to my mind, I'm like, oh yeah. So my brother's known me my whole life. He knows everything. Yeah, um, he knows and all my buttons. <laughs> yep. He could say something in an instant yeah. that could be used, that was used as a weapon when yep. we were eight and you know yep. ten years old. Yep. It still will sting like hell today. Yep. So I think it's just kind of being aware of those mm-hmm. things and deciding, you know, are you at a place in your life when you really kind yeah. of want to, you know, switch it up a little. Yeah, bit. and not only like you said, you know, there's that, um, you know, hopefully unconditional love that makes you be a little bit more you know, mean sometimes, but also I think sometimes it can, you know, kind of take us to the other side of the spectrum, which is like, sometimes it makes us be a lot more lenient, you know? So, you know, so like you said, you know, we feel this certain way yet we maybe tell ourselves like, this is how it's always been, or this is family or everyone argues this way or like, you know, instead of, you know, creating maybe a different relationship yeah. than you want. And I, I mean, again, it also, I think it's it's a two-way street mm-hmm. of like, it can't just be you wanting it. It also, you know, has to be a little bit of work from the other person and a little bit of openness and vulnerability. But, um, you know, it's, it's finding that healthy middle of like, okay, yeah, we don't want to be too mean to them, but we also, I don't think, want to be too lenient right. and continue having a maybe unhealthy relationship close to us because that doesn't feel good yeah yeah yeah, for sure that's a great point yeah and so um our bullshit (laughs) um advice message of this podcast kelly will you do the honors if you're a royal you don't have any problems yeah right yeah the royals are problem free yeah especially with you know family family stuff i mean they got money they got wealth they got I think some sort of power. Yeah. Um, Great fashion. What yeah. kind of problems what they, kind could of they problem have? could they have? I mean, couldn't they just like, you know, pay people to like, you know, hush things in yeah. the like magazine, you know, or, or whatever newspapers <laughs> or something. But no. And I think this is just a, another example of like, we all have our shit. Yeah. Like we exactly. all have our stuff. Like it, it may be, you know, packaged differently, but like everyone has their things whether it's insecurities Mm -hmm. whether it's you know difficulty in some relationships Mm -hmm. like that is something that connects us all and so you know I know something that can be easily done and I know we were talking about this a little bit earlier is that you know celebrities can kind of get put into this like other category or people that hurt us can be put in this other category and you know kind of almost lose their humanness Mm -hmm. but one thing that will always connect each and every one of us is that we all have stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um you know hopefully it's something that you guys all keep in mind um when you know somebody answers you in like a crappy way Um, not just family but anyone you know is that they could be going through their own stuff sure they shouldn't be treating you that way still but um that there's a you know that they're probably going through their own stuff as well so um yeah yeah, that's Very kind good. of the the takeaway slash bullshit for that. Um, but other than that, that's the end of our welcome back episode. I guess from the my vacation, <laughs> so not welcome back for <laughs> anyone well else, but for me. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we will see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. Yep. Bye. 
If you enjoyed this episode of Bullships, please head over to your podcast player to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Disclaimer, the information and resources contained in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to assess, diagnose, or treat any medical and or mental health condition. The use of this podcast does not imply nor establish any type of therapist-client relationship. Furthermore, the information obtained from this podcast should not be considered a substitute for a thorough medical and or mental health evaluation by an appropriately credentialed and licensed professional.